0: Welcome to the Bee Design Podcast. You'll notice I am here alone. Um, My husband has decided to take a little break for himself to have some mental time um, for for himself. And you know what? We all need that sometimes. So I am coming to you alone and that is 100% fine and awesome and I'm super excited about it. I'm also going to keep my sunglasses on because we're sitting at our picnic table and it is white and it is super bright out here. So... (laughs) Um, Welcome to Be Design and our podcast. You know everything you need to know about the interior design and construction process of your home. Uh, today, I had an interview. So for our, we also have a course, and so for the course, um, design your dream home. Inside the inside the course, there's going to be a section of interviews with experts. And today, I just did an interview with a really good friend of mine who is a expert upholsterer, and so she really helped us dive into the world of what it's like to be an upholsterer and, and just a creative in general. And I thought it was a really interesting um, topic that we discussed and I thought perfect for the podcast because this is a world that people feel uncomfortable with and I want to kind of broach some of those subjects. So she, um, when you're entering into the process of building a house, and especially people who really want to build an authentic home, um, often you will use artists and craftspeople in their selected fields and you know have them make unique things so she's an upholsterer and gets uh pieces to her a lot and one of the questions I asked her you know is just what kind of the focus of these interviews is things that you wish clients knew or that they didn't do you do it because you know you need the money you need the project it's fine um and one of the things she was talking about is she's she's kind of tired of reupholstering Gray chairs <laughs> you know like um, she's like I, I give my clients all these options and they always pick something neutral and they always ask you know her what what they think she should do or ask her what they think they should do and, and she's like I'm it's really hard because I don't like the choice I don't like what they picked it's boring I've done a million of those already you know a gray linen dining chair or whatever it doesn't really matter but she's just like it's hard for me to be excited about that. There's nothing wrong with it, and I'll absolutely do that for you, but like, don't look to me to be excited about your choice because you chose another tan mushroom colored linen you know, um, or gray or whatever neutral color. Neutrals are great, but her point was more like, why are you spending the money to have an artist create something for you that you could buy at Furniture Mart or whatever furniture store you're looking at? and i I think that's a really good topic or point of discussion of like do not bring things to artists and craftspeople that you just want to replicate something at a box store like that is not what they're there for. that is not where their skills shine and not where you're gonna spend your money the wisest like do not go to your upholstery person and have them you know recover this chair that looks exactly like room and board. Just go buy the room and board ones. <laughs> I love what she said. She goes, you're not saving anything except for maybe the planet, <laughs> which is a valid point of like recycling chairs and that sort of thing. But it's also the time and the money invested. Like use these people wisely and for their gifts, you know, let their gifts shine for you and use them to the best of your, of, of everyone's abilities. And, and how to do this would be the question Because sometimes you just want a gray dining chair and that's fine. Um, But what I come to and what I think she would appreciate as well is when a client can approach you saying, um, I want, you know, like the end goal in mind, like this is my surroundings, these are the colors I'm working with, you know, and you want to work with somebody, you have to be open to their ideas as well as a, when you're working with an artist. And so I just think that's a really important Point that I wanted to to bring up and talk about is when you're working with crafts people. Give them your parameters of what you're looking for and let them shine. Like let them be creative. So many people want to control all these situations and and like she was saying, "Sure, I will do that for you." But like it could have been better. It could have been more cool or and not to say that you can't have gray dining chairs, but then go somewhere else to get those. But if you want to go to an artist like create something that is worth creating you know she you know talking about vintage pieces that she's redoing they have these old quirky vintage fabrics and then someone is replacing them with a gray tweed again that's fine but like you're losing the authenticity and spirit of that chair now you know why did you want to reupholster that chair then if you just wanted to look like something from Pottery Barn you know, just go buy the chair from Pottery Barn. And upholstery and crafts people are not cheap. You know, that this is their time and their money and their love and their passion that you are hiring. Like, let them get that experience that you want. Stop trying to micromanage your team and let them use their skills. That being said, finding it, you have to hire the right Sorry, I live in a rural community that's a really big semi going down the road like half a mile away but you're gonna hear it for a while and there's also crop dusting planes going by today so if you see them coming by here I'm not being attacked it's normal that the planes are so low <laughs> hopefully it doesn't happen but it happens so anyway back to the craftspeople what were we saying um you know, see Bjorn's not here for me today he's usually the one that keeps me on track and on point and um so I am missing him, but I am glad he's taking this time for himself. Um, so anyway, back to what we were talking about with creative people, giving them that license. Oh yeah, but hiring the right person is the important part. You have to trust their skill level, trust their you know their ideas, and that they can perform what you're going to do. Because there are craftspeople who can't do the things you're going to ask. Or I wouldn't just give you carte blanche to say whatever chair you think. You know, there is a give and take there. But hire people that you know are good at what they do, you trust their skill, their creative process, and like let it go a little bit. Let people have a little bit of fun for everybody. Sorry, now there's flies. Okay, so that was the main thing I wanted to talk about. Um, and this is why I usually have Bjorn here because we're only at seven minutes. And not that these have to be that long. But uh, it's just a really important to acknowledge the person you're hiring as a person, and an artist, and a creative, so that you can reap the benefits of what they do. Don't ask people to just replicate the big box store. That's not what they're there for. That's not the best use of your money. Oh yeah, and let's talk about that. So she was talking about pricing and getting into upholstery, and you know the point and, and why you might reupholster something. And I really liked her key points was if it's something that you want to hang on to, Forever, an heirloom piece that you, you know, your grandma had and you want to keep it, you want to bring it along for the next family generations, then yes, that's absolutely something to reupholster. If it's an older piece that still has great bones as far as the construction of the chair, the spring and the cushions, you know, are in relatively good shape, it could just use a facelift. That is something to reupholster. But to find some cheap chair at a garage sale and reupholster it, to look like a room and board chair, I mean, that will get you by, but that's not really the point of of reupholstery. And that brings me back, so talking about why, you know, the issues that she has with her clients also brings up my points of why I'm creating this course and what we're doing here, because again, I am answering the same questions all the time. I am kind of designing the same houses a lot, and not because I'm trying to, but because that's what a lot of clients want. You know, the trends, things. Now, it gets to a point where I'm not excited about the projects I'm creating anymore because a lot of people just want to do this neutral, standard plan. I am here, and I believe Sarah, my upholstery person, would agree. We're here to create something different, something authentic to that person, to use our craft to help someone live the life that they exactly want to live. And that's what excites me. And I feel like that's what excites a lot of artists is the challenge of creating something that fits the bill, you know, of whatever it is, but in your own unique, authentic way. That is the time to find an artist to create something. That's the time to find a blacksmith to create your unique stair stair railing that could only be yours. You know, don't ask them to... Re- replicate something that you can buy at a store. That's not what excites an artist or creative person. I don't want to design homes that look like Studio McGee or Johanna Gaines. Those are great and they do a great job. But for me, the excitement in designing a home is the challenge of understanding your life and what you need and applying it with my skill set to... to best authentically solve your problem. That's where I'm coming from as an artist in the interior design field, and I think that's where a lot of creative people are coming from. They want the opportunity to show off their craft and what they do in a way that authentically and purposefully solves your problem. I don't wanna just recreate what someone else has done. There's a reason we are creative people, and we are different and that's okay and i think for the general public coming into interior design and construction and just all these different crafts it is a bit overwhelming maybe not the right word but like it's you're kind of afraid to step into that world you know it is a new world and you will meet some very interesting characters she brought that up as well of like um Everyone has different personalities. And just because you didn't like that upholsterer over there doesn't mean they all work that way. Find the people that flow with you and work with you and do a good job at their job. And also, creative people can be kind of eccentric. And you have to know that when you're working with skilled artisans, you are not working with just a... I hate to say tradesperson um because they are skilled at their craft as well like plumbing is equally a craft as pottery but there is some t- for some people you know there is a more creative element involved some plumbers are super creative and I love it you know like yes these are the people you want to find who can solve your problem creatively in whatever way they can do it but that answers your question Um, and so I wanted to also kind of delve into that also when you are working with a creative person or an artisan you know you are in their world in their life most of these people live and breathe this craft this creativity you know we can't help it and we are a little bit different and I get that that is hard for people but you know like when you're working with us, you are working with our passion, with our heart and soul. And when you're coming into our spaces, you come, like our, a studio for an artist is a very personal place. Um, my upholstery friend was talking about, you know, feeling uncomfortable with people coming. Her studio is in her house. So uh, the struggle she has with having people come into her space to work on their projects. And it's, it's uncomfortable for both people and we all need to understand that. And she's feeling self-conscious that like, don't take your shoes off because you might step on staples, you know, and everything. And it's like, but that's the joy of going to an, only an upholstery person, you're gonna have to worry, like only going to her house will you have to worry about stepping on staples everywhere you go because that is, so, she is so ingrained in what she does. And it's great. When you come to my house, there are almost always paintbrushes in the fridge. It really blows people's minds but like I'm always in the middle of a painting project and so tip for everybody if you are just painting one day and the next day you do not have to wash your brush wrap it in a plastic bag and stick it in your fridge and it will stay wet for I mean a couple weeks I've left them in there before like I thought I was gonna get back to it so I didn't I didn't wash my brush but then I didn't get back to it like I've had some brushes in there for a while let's just say that well you guys know I'm painting my house and it's there's like half a side on two sides of the house that aren't quite done yet. So uh, the brushes are in the fridge because they're going to get done, but they can hang out in there for as long as you want. If you know it's going to be a really long time, you can even throw them in the freezer, but then you have to wait for them to thaw out a little bit before you use them. And to me, if you know you're going to, if it's going to be that long before you use your paintbrush again, you should probably just wash it. <laughs> but we're all different and we all have hopes and dreams of things that maybe don't work out the way we think they're going to. So anyway, back to our topic of working with creatives. You have to be ready to accept the people for who they are. And I think that is the case with anyone in this world. But the creative world is a little bit different. And I think because people are very authentically themselves and you have to be to be creative. You have to be in touch with that passion and spark from the inside. Otherwise... You're just a uh, assembly person, you know, like a manufacturer. There is a difference there. And, and I think that we're talking about that with Sarah as well of like a furniture salesperson. She's not a furniture salesperson. She's not a salesperson at all. She is a creative artist. So it's a different experience going to a furniture store as working with someone to a reupholster a chair. And you have to know that going into it. You have to have some um, allowances, you know, for the creative process. And that goes with everything. Your stone, like I said, your blacksmith who might create metal details throughout your house. Your railing, your door knocker, whatever it is. Um, It could be the stone installers. You know, when people who who install a real stone wall where it is puzzle piece fit together and entirely organic, that is an art. And you have to be creative to do that. Like give these people this space to flourish within their art for your project and everyone will be happier in the end. You want to be the project that that artist photographs to show people what is possible. Like aim to be that. If you were going to work with creatives and artists and one of a kind in any way, like go for it, yes. And you know, and like she was discussing in the thing in my interview that's available in the course she doesn't charge nearly what she should because she is in a small community. She wants to stay affordable for her community and the people around her and it's just also the price elasticity of what her community can handle, you know. Some people, you know, in New York City, it's much easier to pay $1000 to have a chair reupholstered. No one in some small town in Iowa is going to pay for that, or at least 95% of the people aren't. So she's, you know, has to stay within her community because what she does is a very hands-on approach it is relatively local so it's not something you can send a couch I mean you can send a couch to New York people do it all the time but that's not the business she's in you know and she doesn't have the scale to keep up with people who can do that and um, so it's finding those local people it seems like maybe hiring an artist might be more expensive but if you're in a small area you're going to reap those benefits they, everyone understands where they're located and what their um, limitations are within their geographical area. And some artists can travel all over the world to do their crafts. And that's awesome. We're all trying to do that. But um, I think that's a mindset of people just to think about a little bit that the craftsperson or artist that you are working for is a person. Not a manufacturer. Not an assembly line. You know, they are there to fulfill a need using their creative abilities we all have this inside us and so harnessing that to the best of your project is how you get these standout projects that's how you get to be something more than just the Pottery barn catalog and again I don't have a problem with Pottery barn or any of those people it's just there are you can you can make a project that's just authentically yourself if you want there are people who will copy restoration hardware and just make their house look like that. That's fine. That's not who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to the people who want a home that's maybe inspired by something, but is authentically yours. We've talked about it in the past different ways to incorporate that into your house. Um, you know, I had a client who was a concrete um, pour layer installer, and so he has very he has access to a lot of rebar sitting around. That and so he ended. So he asked, Would that be crazy to make my railing out of this or at least the spindles out of rebar? No, that is not crazy at all. That is authentically you. He is an artist when it comes to concrete. Use that. You, like everyone who lives in their house, has a passion for something. Most people do. So, like, delve into that. Make your house about your passion or at least include it in your home. If you love to mountain bike, don't just put your storage in some back corner that's hard to get to, like make it the thing in the garage, like make it your star. Anything can be a star in your home. You just have to be creative and passionate about, like all in on your passions. So that is what this podcast is about, working with creative people, or at least this episode today, finding how important it is to find, oh, look at that. It looked like there was grass coming out of my armpit. Anyway, Find the people that are excellent at what they do for your team. Whatever it is that you need in your home. Tile installers, framers for your house, you know, anything. Find the people who love what they do, who are great at it, and give them the freedom to shine in your project. Obviously, you're going to set your parameters and what you need, but let them help you. You know, let them be, like, the creative solutions can be the best. And different and out of the ordinary and authentically you. That's how you build an authentic home and that's how you build a team that can understand you and that's going to give you the results more than what you expected. Um, some people will just be regular too. You know, some plumbers are not creative and that's okay too. And some upholsterers are not creative. They want to just do the assembly line cranking through the dining room chairs that's also fine so it's just finding the people that vibe with your direction and your passions and letting them also shine we are you know it takes a village to raise a child to build a house whatever it is you know let your village help you and shine when we all give each other a little bit of freedom and space to do that and that's and that's a point to an artist too, like find the client. We're always trying to find the clients who will let us really shine for you. I want to come up with the most authentic solution I can for a person. So stop stifling me by telling me you want it to look exactly like your neighbor. Is that really the best solution for you? Probably not. Like let's think about this a little bit more. So give your build a team that you trust and give them the freedom to solve your problems in an authentic, amazing you never expected it, awesomeness kind of way. I'm gonna go out on that today, have an awesome week. Um, Think about the things that you're passionate about and the areas of your house that maybe you could be a little bit more creative with, that you personally would love to see a little bit more authenticness to it and just go for it. The people are there to help you. They want to help you. They want to be on your team. They want to come up with creative solutions. Everybody just needs to have the trust to do that so good luck and if you have any more questions i'm always here for you Uh, our course design your dream home is available Um, our website is www.b-design.us we have links to get on the um, to you know the updates for the podcast we have more information on the course there's always the freebies and different things going on so follow along if you're interested or just keep listening to us here and i'm excited to just keep sharing our journey with you